What's up, snitches? Welcome back to another episode of Let's Gossip with Meredith and Steph. This week, we're going to start off with Love Island, and then Meredith is going to give us the skinny on Gossip of the Week. This week, we have a lot to cover. First, we're going to start off with the celebrity table read with Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt. We're moving on to the Paris Hilton documentary, and then we're going to cover Justin Bieber's new music video with Chance the Rapper, and we're going to finish her off with Ellen DeGeneres' apology. So for this episode, we thought we might try something new and record ourselves on video while we do this podcast. And let's just say so far, the clips we've taken, we're not the biggest fans of. I don't know why when that camera turns on, all of a sudden I'm in an interview. I've got a locked <laughs> spine. I'm like polite. I'm like being such I'm a I'm like, Mary, I've never seen you with such great posture. I'm like, you look like you're tweaked out. There's, you're in an interview. And then Steph like tapped me to say, move the fuck back. My forehead's taking up the entire screen. I'm leaning into the camera. <laughs> camera so much while I'm talking, not even realizing it. So re-watching the intro that we've recorded ourselves doing, uh, my initial thoughts were, what is wrong with me? That's <laughs> disgusting. I can't believe that that's what I look like. See, the problem with us is we both have round faces. Mm -hmm. So that whenever we smile or laugh, like somehow my face stretches across <laughs> the entire screen. Somehow we weren't born lucky enough to have a heart-shaped, oval-faced, any other... A little thin structure. You know, I would love some structure. Is that too much to ask? And so if you guys don't see any recordings come through on your end, just mind your P's and Q's. So we're going to recap Love Island and to say the least, we're fucking bored. Unimpressed. It's not as juicy as UK's Love Island. No, and every Love Island person knows this. Everyone knows the USA is slacking on Love Island. So you know what? We're giving it our best shot. And some things did stand out to us. <laughs> One of them being this game. And it's so disgusting. Basically, the guy is like eating like spaghetti or hot sauce, something nasty. Puts Milk. It yeah. Milk. Put it all in their mouths. And then they have to regurgitate it into the girl's mouth to move on. And Who they came literally, up with this? They literally wheel them down a fucking like lane and then they have to spit out the food no. into a jar. No. And then whosoever jar gets filled up wins. Bitch, I want to lose. I don't want to win. That's I'm disgusting. Not. And especially like if you have the ick with the guy that you're like coupled up with. Oh my God. And no. then you have to take their nasty saliva chewed food. I'll take the fucking loss right then <laughs> yeah. and there. Send me home. Forget it. <laughs> They're all literally so disgusted saying like, I'm going to puke. They're Eat. gagging. And that's, it's like, that's the natural reflex, actually. I don't know why anyone would be normally be doing this. And it's not like us viewers at home like enjoy watching it either. So it's I don't get who came up with that game out of all the things that they could have done. Why are we doing that? No, no one's into it. And to go back to the licking of the toes that we talked about a couple weeks ago, it's like, what is going on? Why is that always a dare that they make them do? I'm disgusted on all accounts and I will not ever consider doing that in my entire life. Okay, if you had to do either the toes or the food regurgitation, which do you pick? You have to do one of them. The food regurgitation, easy money. What about you? If it's Sally's toe, I'll lick it. If no, it's not, no. it's um, it's fucking Johnny's toe. It's a dude. You're licking a dude's toe. Here's my thing. I'd lick it, but I don't know why they go so hard by putting chocolate on it and like sucking it. No, I think you I'd have touch to my, suck. I know, but it's 
No, you okay. have to suck. That's the rule. Ooh. Food regurgitation, I guess. Yeah. But I could just see myself being like, <laughs> nope. that's going to be a longer game than just quickly sucking someone's toe. No, you get grossed out about a loogie. What do you mean you're going to have I can't believe I cannot believe that you just said that <laughs> word. I cannot believe that you just said loogie on the podcast. <laughs> Same with pinch it off. What's wrong with you? The loogie? Yeah, I'm gagging at a loogie. The fuck? <laughs> Don't. Don't come for me with that. Fuck. I've lost my point. She's roasting me too hard and I can't keep up. Yeah, I'm talking about your thing with loogies. You gag every time. So fucking gross. So fucking gross. So now, ladies and gentlemen, we have a recoupling on our hands. Mayor, give us the skinny. So, Sally is looking amazing. Johnny is looking like a cheater. <laughs> Moira is looking like a Barbie doll. I'm just... I, the adult Barbie. No one got sent home. And at the last minute, because Mackenzie was the last to be called, which, fuck yeah. I'm like, you deserve that. I was so happy when Connor didn't pick her. For real. And he gave this big, long speech like, I'm picking this person because they give me validation and I never have to be someone I'm not. I'm like, these are digs. Connor. For sure. Dumb Connor is coming up with these digs on the spot. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. And then Mackenzie's just sitting there like shaking her head. She knows. And my ass thought that she was going home. So we were having a small victory and then she got picked. (laughs) What the hell? Yeah, we didn't realize that there was even number boys and girls. I'm not feeling great about it. I'd also like to point out their nails. So when Moira and Mackenzie are the last two girls standing, they're like holding hands and it does like a close-up video of their hands. (laughs) And their nails are exactly what I expected them to be. Mackenzie's are 10-inch long (laughs) acrylics that are neon blue. Bright blue. And then Moira's are like nail bitten with a clear coat i'm like (laughs) i'm like that is exactly what i expect and then i come to the realization i am the nail biter with the clear coat and i am mackenzie with the long acrylic nails bright neon i'm like okay that's literally us too i'm like oh my god like not a cute look on my part not a cute no but it definitely fits both of their personas so i've got a fucking issue Johnny, Johnny boy, he's pointing his fingers at Sally saying, you better not be flirting with this other guy, making her feel really like uncomfortable when let's not forget what he did in Casa Amor. So when Johnny is confronting Sally about potentially hanging out with this other guy, he's like grilling her. He's like, look at me, like take your sunglasses off. You've been wearing them all day. Like look at me in the eyes. That right there, I'm like easy, easy control freak. For real. Like Like, what? It's fucking sunny. That's why I have my sunglasses on all day. We're outside at a pool. Like didn't realize that bothered you so much. And then he tells her that Sally has to go tell the guy she's like flirting with or whatever that she's strictly with Johnny and then Sally's like okay so do I just bring it up in a normal conversation hey by the way I'm off limits with Johnny like that's weird she's like I can get to know him I don't have to date him like I'm with you I've been loyal to you nothing but loyal this whole time you're the one that hooked up with another girl at Casa Amor he's so insecure while on the other hand He's cheating. And he's got a bitch back home that he proposed to. It's like all around red flag, Sally. Well, a perfect segue into the game tweets. Is that what it's called? Tweets? I don't know what it's called, but they basically read tweets from the public and the Islanders have to like vote who they think the tweet is about. Juicy drama. The best part of Love Island straight up besides Casa Moore, of course. And this is always juicy because the Islanders get to see what America is seeing. Like the things that they're missing about their partner, we're roasting them on. And so now is the time for them to find out. 
And guess who gets a tweet? Johnny and Sully. And it is so bad. Thank you to the producers for putting this in there. The tweet literally says, when is Johnny going to tell Sully the whole truth? He didn't even say half of what happened in Casa Amor. And she's literally thinking that whatever he told her is the truth. And then she's seeing this and hearing this for the first time in front of everybody. So now she officially knows Johnny lied. Johnny's a liar. So then once it got to the recoupling, we didn't know if Sully was going to pick Johnny or the new guy. She was having some major doubts and she realizes that she's being lied to. But she really is drawn to Johnny. Yeah, and, like, and like, loves him. I get it. Like, I'm sure that they do obviously have a great connection. They get along really well. I just wish Johnny wasn't such a little fucker. Sally's talking to Justine to get advice prior to this. And Justine's like, if this was me in your position, what would you tell me? Great advice, Justine. No, I'm like, Justine, amazing advice. It's like, tell me what you would tell a friend if they were in the same situation as you. And Sally goes, I would tell you to stop wasting your time. Like, you don't deserve it. And yeah. that's the truth. So she ends up picking Johnny and he is just so I'm gross. Like... like that was amazing, babe. Your speech was amazing, babe. I'm so grossed out. I'm like, Sally, you ugh, you almost dodged a bullet. And it's like everyone's looking around like, oh, she's choosing him. Because it's like, yeah, I get it. You like him. However, this is the beginning of your relationship and he's cheating on you already. And you're the most loyal couple in the house. Earlier on, when Johnny's roasting Sally about the glasses, that whole thing, he says to her about this new guy, Benny, coming in and asking her on a date. He's like, why would he choose the most wifed up girl in the house and why he's choosing her is because he knows he saw what happened it's like you were the one that literally hooked up with another girl on camera under the sheets and that's when Sally, instead of asking the, the guy islanders it's like they're not gonna tell you the full story they're gonna be like let it come from johnny you go and ask one of the girls that i was at casa more she doesn't owe anything to johnny it's like girl to girl tell me the truth what happened i would tell you so at the end of the recoupling benny the new guy and beloved connor got <laughs> sent home Really sad to see Connor go. He was super nice. I liked him. He didn't deserve to have his time wasted by Mackenzie. No. And that's a wrap on this week's recap of Love Island. So to kick off Gossip of the Week, we are going to cover the Fast Times at Ridgemont High table read with all of the biggest celebrities. You've got Julia Roberts. You've got Jennifer Aniston, Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman as yeah. the narrator. Classic oh, the OG. So there are some things that happened on this table read that are pretty funny. Let's just start off. We're all thinking it. Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt. Christmas has come early for all of us. I love this, not only because they are reunited, but because the plain, like, irony of it all. Like, everyone's like, ooh, Jennifer Like we're Brad. Yeah, we're like, we're not the only ones that are super giddy about this. It's like, Jennifer Aniston, Brad Pitt, Brad playing Brad, and it's like a little love. A little love connection. Yeah. Just the icing on top of the cake. And then when they had to say those, like, sexual lines to each other, oh my everyone God. just, like, bursting out laughing. Everyone is so uncomfortable, but loving it at the same time. Right. And he's like, what's going on, Aniston? Like, how are you? And Jennifer's like, hey, honey. Like, oh, the my God. The cutest interaction. It it's the cutest interaction. And I also read one time that Brad Pitt apparently said, 
said that his worst regret was like ending things with Jennifer Aniston and that he loves that girl and like they have a super good relationship. It's so weird that you guys were married. Like what the fuck? Right. It's like that wasn't just like a little hookup, a little like girlfriend, boyfriend deal back way back when. It's like they were the it couple. Yeah. You were a oh, straight up couple. The Justin Bieber, Selena Gomez. Right. So while everyone's freaking out about Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt, like hitting it off on this table read. Everyone is for it. It's like the other actors and actresses in this are also eating this up. And Lily Reinhardt. Okay. I've, I've got my own opinions there. See, and I didn't know that about you until you told me today. I didn't yeah. know that you got a thing with her. All she has to say is negative things. And it's like, I get it. I loved a bitch too. But it's just, there's nothing ever positive. So her opinion for this was like... Like, leave like, them alone. Yeah, everyone leave them alone. Like, they should be able to be celebrities. And live their own lives. Right, have, have to worry about it. It's like, um, wham. It's one thing if the other cast members that were a part of it, like the other celebrities, were also, like, treating it like it was normal. But it's like, they're not. Morgan Freeman is beaming this entire time over it. He's eating up the drama too. It's like time has healed all the yeah, wounds, like, Lily. They're liking it. The and people like, are liking it. Just chill out. If they didn't want this attention, like they knew they were going to get it. So if they didn't want the attention, they would have said, sorry, one, we're not reading that line. Two, I'm just not doing it. Oh yeah. Their publicist was all over yeah. this. Like knowing that Brad was going to be playing Brad. They're not stupid. They signed up for this right. shit. Someone deserves a raise. Let's talk about Shia LaBeouf. Okay. Shia LaBeouf, even Stevens. Hey, I... Holes. I mean, I said to Meredith, him during that table read looked like he was... Stanley Yelnitz. Literally looked like he was in holes. What I love the most out of Shia is that he chose to film in his truck. He said, I'm not gonna do it in my house. I don't wanna have it on a computer. I wanna do it in my truck, in my garage. I wanna look like I haven't showered in a few weeks. I wanna wear the Guy Fieri sunglasses and I wanna be smoking a blunt. And I that, wanna be as high as possible for this. And that mentality is what I love most about yeah, you, Shia. Yeah. Call it method acting, call it being a crackhead, <laughs> whatever you want, but it's To perfect. each their own. He nailed it spot on. 100%, especially since his role was supposed to be like a stoner. I don't know if you're just killing it or if this is just like you in real life. That was my question at first when I saw it. I'm like, is he meaning to like actually be this fucked up on it? I couldn't right. tell. I'm like, okay, is he just like fucked up and he shouldn't be? Or is he just playing the part? Right. Either way, no one will ever, <laughs> no one may ever know the secret to Shia LaBeouf, but I'm happy I was here to witness it. So next up, we have the Paris Hilton documentary. I think it's called This Is Paris. I never knew that this side to Paris existed. Paris? is just like this figment of my imagination yeah. <laughs> that comes and goes. It's like I see her one day and then she's gone the next. It's like she was popular for so long and then she wasn't. It's like she's in and out. Exactly. And like she's like recently been doing like funny memes about things. I've just like... When I think Paris Hilton, I think of the classic video of her and her fiance when they're running out of the hotel and all the paparazzi are chasing yeah. them. And then she gets in the limo and closes the door on her husband and leaves him and he's running behind the limo. That's what I think of yeah. when I think Paris Hilton. So when I like, think Paris Hilton, I think Kim Kardashian being her maid. Yeah. I still don't know if that's like a true statement. It but wasn't like she was her maid. She was her personal like assistant. Her also, that's what I heard that like she like cleaned her house and shit. Maybe. Maybe. But then <laughs> what's funny is Paris literally savage of her. Kim talks in the documentary, like does an interview, like talks nicely about Paris. 
right before that interview, Paris shows like a throwback video of her walking arm in arm with Kim and a fan of Paris's swoops in, steps right in front of Kim, like their arm in arm, steps right in front of Kim and is like, Paris, can I get a photo with you? Takes a photo blocking Kim Kardashian and just gets it with Paris and then walks off and Kim continues to like walk arm in arm with Paris. <laughs> I'm like, this girl did not know what she was in for. Like yeah. she should have got that picture with Kim, honey. Right, exactly. Like, the tables have turned now. Then we're going to get into the fact that Paris Hilton has, like, thousands of laptops. Okay, not thousands, but pretty no, close. Pretty thousands. damn close. I mean, <laughs> stacks on stacks on stacks of her old laptops because... She's apparently a tweak about like anytime she has a new boyfriend, she gets a whole new laptop. Like she doesn't trust any new, any new person, like besides her like family, like have access to her laptop. So she gets rid of everything, like just keeps them on all of these laptops, which I'm like, couldn't they just find your huge room full of your laptops and just look <laughs> through every single one? Like at least destroy them or keep your laptop on you 24 seven, like a phone, right? Keep that bitch in your purse or keep a work bag. It's like, and also what's, what what's do you the- have to hide so badly? That's what I'm kind of getting where I'm like, I get you want your privacy, but like what I've never heard of anyone doing this. No, I've never heard of anyone doing this. And also it's like, she's not scared of being hacked. I don't think right. that's not her no, thing. It's no, her it's thing like, is she doesn't want anybody like going through it, which is like, she's like, I, she's like every boyfriend I get there. Like, let me go through all your stuff. Like, let me look through your laptop, your phone, which I'm like, what? <laughs> Just I don't, like, what's so shady here? Like, I don't have anyone screaming at me to do that. Like, I was never asked. Exactly. And it's like, also, you're a billionaire, millionaire, heiress, whatever. It's like, you could probably find a guy that's like, not a psychopath and not yeah. asking, demanding to go through your laptop. Right. And laptop of all things, too. Yeah, what? Not phone. Bitch, anybody can go through my laptop. And then she keeps them in stacks and stacks of them. My Dude. God. If you wanted to get in my Microsoft office so bad, yeah. all I had to do was ask. Shit. Recycle those laptops, bitch. It's like, what are you doing holding on to them? It's not like a normal thing that people do. So that little bit kind of threw me. And now things take a turn for the worst. Steph, explain it. So Paris has been leading into uh, that something traumatic happened in her past. I didn't realize quite to the extent. So first incident is I guess she was kind of like a troubled child. How everyone probably would be if you literally grew up a billionaire where where your parents are hanging out with celebrities and going on the extravagant trips. It's like every child star has a bad past at some point. Right, exactly. And it's like, oh, like her partying. I'm like, she's like in her teens. She's like wants to get out and party. Like what teen really doesn't do that? And it's like her parents just wanted her to fit this mold like so badly. Like they would take them to etiquette classes. Like they were like up their ass on this shit. So the first thing her parents did that was so like wrong was they said, sent her off to be isolated and in like emotional growth schools. The first place she was sent was like a boot camp and her and a couple other girls decided they wanted to escape because it was like the worst experience ever. Yeah, like she was saying that they were like beating them, like physically abusing them. It was like an army boot camp, like screaming in these children's faces. So her and these other like kids try to like escape. So they're running away and they end up getting caught. Literally, the guys that work there dragged them back and in front of the entire school or, like, camp, beat them, like, to teach everyone a lesson of if they try to, like, run away. I'm like, wait, they're they're beating you in front of the entire school? Like, how are these actually <laughs> real and happening? And it's not like it's just Paris that's saying this. No, yeah. There's multiple witnesses in the documentary that also went through this schooling with, with Paris and had all these same experiences. And they are all super fucked up. Like, excuse me? So then they took her to another school. She ran away from there. So finally, literally in the middle of the night, Paris is like, what, 15 or something? Like, she's young. I don't even know, but she's young. And she's sleeping in her parents' house 
house and these two men come barging through the door and grab her and still like take her out of bed and she thinks she's being kidnapped as one would like what the hell why are you literally why are you taking me out of bed in the middle of the night these random men i'd be so scared i'd be screaming bloody murder yeah and so she's she's screaming for her parents and her she sees her parents standing by the door just like looking down they literally set up for these guys to come take her and bring her to this like other sporting school and basically the worst part like the trauma she's dealing with is i guess they would give them all the children random pills to take that they didn't know what for like just to sedate the children like young girls and boys and so she obviously figured out a way not to take the pills and got caught they isolated her butt naked in like this isolated like confined like cell like in a mental institution the yeah. white padded rooms like what the fuck she's not a mental patient she's <laughs> 15 and wants to have a fucking drink exactly she just wants to party a little and it's Except like her caliber of partying at 15 i was bet probably, was insane oh my god it was probably more insane than we'll ever experience right and i guess um she was in there for 20 hours um and she was i think at that school that like horrible school for 11 months a year and honestly i don't know how to this day that she can look her parents in the no. eye and be like you sent me off to basically give me mental trauma 100 percent. everyone there like girls are in straight jackets screaming everyone there they bring in the girls later that she like was um like roommates with when she was there like bunk mates which is so crazy but then it's like the more you listen to it and right. the girls that are talking i'm like wait what? Because it just doesn't seem real that they're like taking girls out in the what? woods and beating them. Like what? Yeah. And all the like, girls are like, yeah, now they have like eight year olds and younger there. Like, okay, this is insane. No. And I guess like other celebrities have like they've seen at these camps, like these other celebrities that were like childhood stars were there. Right. No, Paris Hilton was on the Drew Barrymore show and she was like talking to her about it. And Drew Barrymore was explaining her experiences as a child. It's like, it's not like people are not taking this seriously. I think people right. are like believing her. How has Paris kept this in such she hasn't told anyone this is the first time we've ever heard of this how have you kept this a secret your whole life right it was probably some like weird shame trauma thing for sure she just <laughs> right like until like in the beginning of the documentary i was like all right enough woe is me i was like you got your life built for you like stop whining and right? then because it's so hard to relate to yeah. her because it's like to us it's like you grew up with a million dollars everything you ever wanted you have yeah you would have no problems like but it's like that's but, the opposite right because it's like once you have everything it's like what the fuck else do you need i don't know it's just like there's probably some weird like self-fulfilling things that she didn't yeah. have and yeah. that's why it's hard for people to resonate with her because it's like everybody else struggles with money and she was the complete opposite right i think what she was lacking was trust in her parents and um some for real maybe some affection there yeah no. <laughs> some counseling might have been needed at some point like hey uh my daughter's acting out maybe let's let's send her to this boot camp to get beat and it's or let's just send her to a therapist or like have a doctor look at her right i get sneaking out but if you're the fucking yeah. Hiltons, it's like hire a security guard right like you're the parents she's 15 there's no real way if you hired security like the fucking kardashians got that she was gonna be sneaking out in the middle of the night yeah, I, I don't know exactly what their situation was, but I think the parents could have tried a little harder or maybe looked into the camp. Right, <sighs> like the mom wasn't even like, remorseful at all and so right now paris and those girls that she was stuck with when she was there they have this huge campaign to defund the whole place and get it all shut down so like how is this still happening 
No, I would be so livid, like number one mission. Cause it's like, that's fucked up. Yeah, that's so fucked up. So I liked getting to know Paris. I really did. I right. think it's like worth the watch. I thought it was interesting. Like there's so many different sides to her that I think it's worth it. I think it was pretty good. Next thing we want to cover is the Justin Bieber music video, which chants the rapper to the song Holy. Now, if you follow us on Instagram, you would see that last week we put this song as our song of the week. And then Steph told me something thing she goes I heard the music video really makes the song so I take it upon myself to watch it I said I heard this is a tearjerker like there's a military homecoming I'm like we gotta watch this thing and Meredith comes waltzing in to work today and she says oh my god the holy music video was the most cringe thing I've ever seen in my life so when I saw it the very first time you could say <laughs> I was a little tipsy you could say that and you could say I found it extremely cringe so let me just paint you a picture of it let me just start from the top and explain we start off with an extremely dirty Justin Bieber as if he's been slinging dirt all day. Just he's so filthy. No one else is. No, yeah, none of the other actors that are being construction workers are dirty. He's filthy. So first off, I'm like, okay, why is he so dirty? Next, it shows all of the construction workers getting laid off because of the pandemic. And it's like this big emotional thing. And I don't know if I'm just being a dick or if I just think it's tone deaf. I <laughs> But I'm like, I think it's a little bit of both. And that those are your exact words earlier. She goes, it was so fucking tone deaf. I'm like, I'm like, all right, pull it up. Let's watch this thing. Cause I'm like, Justin, if it was an actor really losing his job, you know, and it's like really sad moment, but it's like, Justin, no. when the pandemic happened and everybody lost their jobs, I know that your ass was <laughs> chilling in Calabasas in your freaking mansion. Sit and comfy. Just yeah. sit back and relax. You all, and he, like, don't act like you were struggling and that he was, the music video shows him in a motel struggling with money, bitch. Right, like I could have done without it, but I get it because I watched it again this morning and I was like, okay, it's not that bad. I didn't it's think whatever. it was. I didn't think it was as bad when we watched it. Um, that Meredith was portraying it as, and she agrees. She agrees. No, I, agree. I agree. She was being just really critical the night before, but then. Let's not forget the random um, hitchhiking. Right. So then they get like kicked out of the motel. And that's another thing. They're at a motel and then there's an eviction notice. I'm like, are we living in the motel or is this a hotel? I'm confused. Yeah, nothing's adding up. So then they're like walking with suitcases. And then a military man shows up and is like, hey, you kids need a ride? I'm like, are we endorsing hitchhiking? My first thought was, okay, serial killer. Like, I'm not getting in a freaking car with you and heading towards a warm meal. That's our destination. Yeah, warm meal meal means you're freaking dead dog yeah, right a um, coffin in the ground give me a little more details buddy so then the warm meal that the guy was talking about is his first meal home from his military homecoming and now everyone's fucking la di da holding hands kissing cheering i'm like what is happening right and i'm like you didn't did you call your wife and let her know hey i got two hitchhikers with me um by the way i'm coming home from across the country in the military and bringing home a couple randos <laughs> i saw on the side of the road happy to see ya i just i don't know if i'm just cynical if i'm insensitive but when i watch it i'm like this sucks this is truly terrible something's weird like when they showed chance the rapper oh chance the rapper's part perfect he's just they show him like in a cool setting he's just like singing to the song as he should be because he doesn't relate 
to any of the characters in this and neither does Justin. Justin, do what Chance is doing. And I like when the musician is playing the role if it fits the sound, you know, fits the song. Like, I don't believe you, Justin. <laughs> I don't believe that you're a carpenter. That you're struggling with money. I don't believe it because I know it's not true. The g Easy music video of Marilyn, that was like such a huge mu music video. Yeah. Everybody was obsessed with it. And g Easy played a cheater in the music video. I believe that. Exactly. Way to just bring it a little roast to Jeezy. You know how I feel about it. But it was like, it was such a good music video and it was heartfelt yeah. and emotional and I felt it because I believed it. Justin, maybe less dirt next time. But I did get my wish. Hailey Bieber was not in this music video for once. Yeah. I'm sure Hailey was on set. You know, I don't know what their drama is, but I think someone's jealous. I would be fucked. So we're going to kick off the recap of the Emmys. To say the least, boring as fuck. It was literally one of the worst award shows, and I love award shows. I love them. I love the red carpet beforehand. I love oh. everything about it. Seeing all the stars, like watching them dance to each other's like music and Don't things like that. Don't even get me started. The VMAs, the, the Met Gala, oh. everything about it. And it's like this whole year because of COVID, like I get it, but it's just like so disappointing every single time I turn one on and I am hoping for something good and it's not good. So right. let's talk about the few the few that we care about few highlights of the night yeah. we're gonna start it off with zendaya winning best actress for a drama for euphoria <gasps> i can't believe it she deserves actually that. i can we knew we knew it was gonna be her i would have been so fucking livid and she's the youngest actress ever to win it did you know that what? yes she's the youngest ever and damn well deserved like even demi lovato who we know has like struggled with drug abuse in the past like that's the character that zendaya plays basically and even demi lovato was like thank you zendaya for playing this part so perfectly like you portrayed it spot on like that message needed to be like come across the right way and she did that but one little funny tip but I have to throw in here and I haven't seen anywhere on Twitter anything about this what? but the clip of Zendaya when oh. she wins her in that dress and like the quality of the camera and everybody in the background it literally looks like a fucking scene from Fresh Prince. I'm like, is this? Where's Will Smith? Is he about to pop For out? Sure, right. And like everyone that was on it, like we're all dressed like comfortably, and she's in like this full glam, which like fuck yeah. But little... it just it looked like an '80s dress almost, and yeah. then it was just like the it was the whole background. It was her family. Every quality. Oh my god! I watched it. I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> Where is Carlton? I'm so confused. Carlton. That's so funny you said that because I didn't notice, but now that you say it, I am completely on board. So and the Emmys because, like we said, shit didn't happen. <laughs> Nothing went down. No, no one cares. No one fucking cares. Shit's Creek swept the board. They literally won every single category. Yeah. They won Best Actor and Actress in a Comedy and Best Supporting Actor and Actress in a Comedy and they won Best Comedy. What else can you fucking win? And that's what I love to see. Shit's Creek is literally one of my favorite series. I don't even care how stupid it is. This shit, I'm so glad other people think it's funny. Meredith's mom showed me this series like randomly a few years ago. No, like, yeah, Jenna, I know you're listening to this. <laughs> you get the credit for Shit's Creek. And I was like, all right, put it on. Like, let me see what it's about. I couldn't stop laughing. I put other people onto it. I'm like, this shit is funny. Family dynamic is off the charts here, people. If you haven't seen it, you have to go watch it. There's a reason it won every award. So to wrap up Gossip of the Week, 
we are going to be discussing Ellen DeGeneres' apology. So like we talked earlier in a couple episodes ago about all of the drama, the sexual harassment, everyone saying she's a tyrant, everyone saying she's really actually quite mean in real life. There's a lot going a on. A lot of allegations, a lot of people have been fired, and the first episode came out of the new season of The Ellen DeGeneres Show, and I'm not impressed with Ellen. This, her apology, it fucking sucked. It's like she's throwing jokes left and right. This is not a time to be funny. You have the rest of the episode to be funny. Now is the time to be serious and actually apologize. You could tell that she was trying to like break some jokes and kind of like make it seem not so serious. When if she would have just taken the actual three minutes to give a genuine apology, everybody already has it in the back of their mind that this is a PR move. It's like you're addressing it because you're absolutely forced to at this point. Yeah. And she's like, I know that there are some things to like I need to work on like for myself. There's a lot of like things I could do better on like being more patient. And then she makes a joke about like the things she needs to work on. That's literally like if one of the executive producers that was had all those sexual assault allegations and all that apologized for sexually assaulting a girl and then like making a joke about it but like I guess I can't help it like no it makes no sense and people on Twitter aren't happy no one's quite thrilled and it's like she's saying this is a new chapter and all of this but it's like I don't know I just felt like the apology was forced I felt like she was totally feeling like she was obligated and she kept making it about her like right she kept bringing up the fact that her nickname is the Be Kind Lady. That's funny. I know you tell other people to be kind at I've the end. I've never heard you ever be called the Be Kind Lady. <laughs> I'm never like, hey, have you watched the new episode of the Be Kind Lady? And she's like making a joke to the fucking fake audience saying like, oh my God, if you're ever looking to change your name or change your title, don't use the Be Kind Lady because I'm also mad and sad. How fucking ha? Like what? It's not even like they're funny jokes. Like it, she's laughing uncomfortably at least. You made it weirder by trying not to make it weird and making it a joke. Right. I would have almost preferred if she, like, filmed a sincere apology. Like, you could tell she was uncomfortable doing it in front of everybody. So it's like, why not take the time to actually write a really nice one, record it where you're being sincere, and then play it for the audience. Right. Yes. Because it's like, they're just going to air it to us like it's normal anyway. Right. But it's like, you could tell she was uncomfortable and nervous and it came across insincere. And that's not what people want to hear when people are getting sexually assaulted. I'm just bummed. I'm bummed about the whole thing. Ellen, why did you ruin this for us? No, it's like you really had an opportunity here. And like, I saw somebody on Twitter say, like, I love that you're taking me being sexually assaulted as a joke. For real. That's what it comes, that's what it looks like. I get if you're uncomfortable talking about it, but it's like, pay attention then. Look around it. Like, this is your show. She's like, my names are all over the place. It's panning around to like the Ellen all over like the entire set. And it's like, yeah, why would you point that out? Because that literally makes you look worse. You should know what's going on behind the scenes. And if you truly don't know what's going on behind the scenes, you better be apologizing sincerely. If she truly didn't know what was going on, like she said, I feel like it would have been a little bit more of a shock, a little bit more of like a true sadness instead of like the stupid jokes. Yeah. And the thing is, is we are huge Ellen fans. So this is really not good for us truly we're not happy with you ellen exactly and then it's like now celebrities probably feel weird if they come on our show right away all right i'm like one of the first few celebrities that are like okay with being on ellen's show after the whole like drama like you're backing ellen then like their pr people are gonna be like uh that's a bad move i mean i do hope that ellen learns a lesson from this whole thing and i do hope the ellen show continues because i feel like her show truly does bring a lot of good positivity. Like she's always helping other people. So I want it to continue, but it's like, 
I don't like her attitude sometimes. Something's got to change. So she was definitely off this episode. So totally. I don't know. We'll see, I guess, in the future. I'm hoping for the best. And but... we'll see how this new chapter goes. And that's a wrap on this week's episode of Let's Gossip. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening. Please make sure to subscribe and leave a review. And we will see you snitches next Thursday for another gossip update. So the first thing that her parents did to try to nip her in the butt with being... So, Jesus Christ. What the fuck was I even going to that? We're in the butt. <laughs> in the booty.